this way, Sean. Follow my torch and the sound of my machete cleaving through the thick undergrowth. In I'm front ducking of us. down right now so your machete won't hit me. But coming up very, very soon, we will find the clearing where we will be greeted by friendly islanders. Oh, gifts of flowers and incredible food. Mmm, doesn't that sound nice right now? It does. I'm parched. Yeah. Well, wish there was something. Oh, hang on. Peckish. Hang I'm on. Peckish. Oh, oh, yeah. I'll try to find you. A, one, I'll try to find you a canister of spam before the podcast oh, is over. And will you fry it, Dad? Mm, because you know what, the Islanders—they love the spam, man. I it just—they do. You know, World War II had a lot of unexpected, unintended side effects. Cargo cults, a love of spam spread throughout the Pacific, and here we are on this beautiful beautiful Minnesota afternoon celebrating the 261st episode of the Brian Oak Show podcast in the Smart Start MN studios. In fact, powered by Smart Start MN. And um, yeah, I took an ill-advised nap. And so I'm just kind of shaking it off right now with a sparkling Italian soda. Uh, how are you today, Sean? I'm doing great. Did you have any dreams during your nap? Not that I remember, okay. uh, but I do remember my eyes popping open almost by accident because I slept through the alarm I set. Oh, yeah. So the fact that we're all here right now together is, I don't know, a, a gift from some sort of guardian angel? I'm not really sure. And hopefully the podcast will live up to that promise. Um, Martin Denny, who kicked things off right there, I have had a an affinity for for a long time. You know, I've never, I've never really dressed the part, right? Like, I'm not really tiki lifestyle. I'm not space age bachelor pad lifestyle. Not yet. Well, the window's closing, man. I don't feel like there's a ton of time there, right? And so... (laughs) (laughs) I just love to see you make a big shift one day. Just walk in and, holy shit, you did it. Like cool sunglasses and actually stylish. (laughs) It's been 54 years, man. I think, again, I believe that shift has possibly (laughs) sailed. But a long time ago, I fell in love with the album covers. I fell in love with the attitude. Mm -hmm. I fell in love with the fact that he had five guys in his band who could make between them up to 70 different animal noises while they were recording this music. Martin Denny was certainly not the first Exotica guy, but he was the one who sort of cemented things in place, at least from my opinion. There was Arthur Lyman, there was Walter Wanderley, there were a ton of dudes out there were doing that kind of stuff, but it was groovy, it was cool, it was the bachelor pad, but it was also evocative of the Polynesian Isles, right? Like, of the South Pacific, and there's something very alluring. I've never been. I, it's like, it makes me nostalgic for a thing that I've never experienced, which is very, very odd, but I like it. And the the guests who join us today, uh, are th- I believe, are very, very much in lockstep with that same philosophy, but bring it into the modern era. So I'm very excited to talk to them here in the Smart Start MN studios. But before we move forward, let's go ahead and... Um, Thank our good friends at Smart Start MN and all the good work that they do. Yeah, uh, if you you or somebody you know uh, got into a little bit of trouble with the law, and they got a DUI, we're in a state where you're guilty before you're proven innocent, which Correct. means you're going to lose your license. You're probably going to have, if you're in a relationship, you're going to have to answer a lot of questions. You're going to have to ask them nicely to drive everywhere, mm. or. You could just go to smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show. That'll get you 20% off the installation of the ignition interlock system. And you're driving, buddy. Just like that. I mean, you might, you may just have a $10,000 legal bill, but you're driving. And for a lot less than you would otherwise expect. That's and exactly I'm, that. I'm not going to say that I had a Dewey or a DWI or whatever you'd like to call them. Um, but if I had had one... The cost of driving everywhere and driving my daughter to daycare in a taxi pre-Uber days was very expensive and really stupid. And um, they provide a crucial service. They're Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. And so don't go with carpetbaggers, imitators, Johnny or Janie come latelys. Go ahead and go with the people who got this thing started with the state legislature. Smartstartmn.com slash... The Brian Oak Show. Thank you, Sean. Appreciate that. Appreciate I'm gonna be on I'm gonna be honest. I went out on a school night last night, so I'm a little fuzzy around the edges. They're just a little bit roughed up. but I'm gonna be able to make it. I you're think gonna so. power through because you're a professional. That's right. That's why I have this delicious Italian sparkling soda. Let's go ahead and continue because the band that we are about to talk to are a local band called the Intoxicats. 
and they embody, I don't know, about 80 different things that I love about music. I like their attitude. I like their style. I like their... Moxie. Aesthetic. Not so sure about their moxie yet, okay, all right? We're, we're going to see by the end of the podcast. The cut what of their of, jib? What kind, I do like the cut of their jib because that is uh, what a maritime term, right? And yes. I, mean, I like the way they stow the mizzen, yeah, or the midden. Or, again, I'm not very good at that kind of stuff. Is that but, like a birth control thing? That's what you are. Um, I, like the, I like the way that they comport a lot of different elements into the thing that they do and they're super fun live and i'll tell you this right now you know how i feel about queens of the stone age yes i do first time i ever saw this band i don't know second third song into the set they drop a wicked tiki version of a queens of the stone age classic and i'm like i don't know who these motherfuckers are but i'm (laughs) i'm keeping an eye on them i am keeping an eye on them so we are going to talk to rick and amy from intoxicats coming up just ahead but first they also embody some of that cool surf futurama Mm. they really put a lot of the cool stuff together and b52s are a band that literally Mm. changed my life when i was a young man friend of mine gave me a cassette copy of wild planet and said you should listen to this it literally changed the direction of my attitude and my musical fandom. Now, this song actually goes back to the debut. It does not come off Wild Planet, but I feel like this band is very much in the same alignment as a band like B-52s. And here's a great, great classic from B-52s on The Brian Oak Show.
B-52s all day, every day. Now, we're going to learn more about them, and we'll learn more about their band, but we're going to say, first of all, hello to Rick and Amy Meyer. Hello to both of you. Hello. Hey, Brian. Hello. All right. Everyone and make Sean. sure right up here, right up here. Get, get you, right don't to, you don't have to talk to Sean. Yeah, yeah. Just act like I'm not, not even here. Gonna, <laughs> don't even, don't even, don't even, even look at me. Don't you, move my Sean, eyes askance. Sean, don't make me put the curtain up. Oh, okay, don't curtain. make me put the curtain up. Um, it's nice to have you here. And before we dive into anything about either of you, your band, your future, what the world means, what's, what it's all about, I want to know because, Rick, you dropped a little hint right there that your band and that band, the legendary Athens, Georgia band B-52s, have a connection. It's... um. It's kind of how the band even got started because B fifty twos. No, you got no. them off the ground. Toxic cats. Yeah, we, I got we you. booked them in the first. Gig yeah, no, I got you guys want to play the Longhorn? You can do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I did ad music for like twenty five years. You know, I I kind of grew up in the music scene here and was in a few bands around town. Right, and then I was like, so at some point, I'm like, I got to get a day job. And I had some friends doing music for commercials, and I found this great studio to work for, and they took me in and. Went to a couple other places over time, and at one point, uh, we were doing tons of music for Target. Just all kinds of the good stuff. And now here's the deal. People think like, oh my God, what a soul-sucking corporate job that must have been. But when you talk about getting a day job, getting a day job doing music is way better than getting a day job stocking the back room or filling out TPS reports, right? Yeah. Okay, but everybody always said the thing, too. It's like... Um, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Well, no, but and I get it. There, yeah. were, there were days where, like, we need something snappier there, Pete. Let's go. Uh-huh. And I, no, the name's Rick. Yeah, okay. Yeah, fine. anyway, Pete. Fine, Dave, let's go. Let's exactly. get that So, anyway, I'm in- sorry. In- you were inevitably, um, you'll come up with something you think is just great. Like, this is it right here. And they mm-hmm. come in Boom. and they sit down and you play it for them and they just go, uh, what else you got? Just, like, just oh. that stone face, yeah. right? And yeah. you're like, no, I killed it last night. Yeah. I was up till 11. Yeah. I finished this for you and they don't care. And it vanishes into the ether. Right. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so anyway, how does this attach really to the fun. B-52s? <laughs> well, so uh, there was a, um, a uh, summertime spot for Target and the B-52s recorded a song for it, and it was great. And we got to do some back and forth with the band and talk to them a little bit, and they were wonderful. Fred's a riot. Oh, I've interviewed him on two different occasions, and it's never an act. Like, he didn't have to turn on or turn off or put his media thing on. Fred Schneider is Fred Schneider, man. I mean, and wow, that, that would be dizzy. I don't know about being in a band with him, but running into him twice in my life was pretty freaking cool. I like that very much. Yep. Uh, Rick and Amy, you were both from a, a local band, a Minnesota band called the Intoxicats. Yep. Uh, which is like intoxicated, but it's cats. So I'm going to say that you are an exotica band. Yeah. I think that's a fair to say mm-hmm. that you fall under at least part of that. A surf band. Yep. Maybe a space age band, a little bit of some of like sort of from the Jetsons point of view. Yeah, it's in there. You bring a little, a little bit of that. Bit of that. Yeah. yeah. Some of the spy music. Did we already say surf? Yes. A little bit, yeah. Okay, just, I believe, and I'm, I'm very much a fan, that it's a, an agglomeration as opposed to a conglomeration of, of many different elements, but all these kind of cool things that, you know, the squares sometimes don't quite understand. Is that fair, Amy? <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, here's the problem. I'm not trying to say I'm cooler than anybody, but when you see the thing, you know the thing, right? And sometimes the squares just can't hang. Yeah, L7, man. Seriously, <laughs> I know what an L seven. I had to describe that to someone the other day. They're like, "Oh man, you like L 7 I'm like, "I love it." You know what this means, don't you? And they're like, "What are you doing right now?" I'm like, "Right now, I mean, you, you, literally, you literally just took the elevator down <laughs> to the square floor, bro." All right, too bad, buddy. Um, so I don't even know where to start with you guys because there's I love so much about your band, but I'd like to know not only where the band came from, but even before the two of you met and collaborated and collided and made this thing the next level, let's start with Amy. Amy, where are you from? I am from northern Minnesota. And where in northern Minnesota? Uh, Walker, Minnesota, mm-hmm. on beautiful Leech Lake. I love it. Well, see, that that's a gorgeous area. I'm also from northern Minnesota, but it's Coon Rapids, and so Coon Rapids can... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, you start there at some point long before the Intoxicats bubble up from below and invite everyone to the beach party. You found music somewhere. Where did you find yeah, music? It, I was so lucky that um, my sister had a boyfriend at the time who had the most eclectic, awesome album collection I've ever seen. And 
you know, still to this day, I've never known anybody who had such such a incredible, you know, breadth of stuff. They're just those people, right? Like you run into yeah, them in your life. Yeah, and I felt like I couldn't have possibly gotten luckier than to, to have had this guy in my life. And he um, he would just make me mixtapes and lend me albums. Mm. And I'd listen to the Talking Heads and I listened to XTC and just stuff that I never would have gotten exposed to in, in Walker, Minnesota. It just wasn't going to happen. Well, you know? I think even in Coon Rapids, it wasn't going to yeah. happen. But I, mean, <laughs> well, I think we can all relate to it, Sean, even though you were more of a city kid than I was. Yeah. If you when you find those people. To me, it's not only like, it's not just like, man, they're so cool because they are cool. But what's cool is that they have offered you something like when you hear those first few songs, they literally crack your eggshell, right? I mean, like they open you up. I can remember a handful of songs that have literally changed the direction of my entire life. There's nothing like that experience. You're absolutely right. And I just, yeah, I feel so incredibly fortunate that this person just came along at that time when he did and, um, and just... It was perfect, perfect, you know, kismet. Um, Yeah, and so I got exposed to a lot of stuff that I normally would have never heard, and it all kind of informed the stuff that I really grew up to love. So um, in addition to music appreciation, you also became a music creator. I mean, what's your first entree into that? What what instrument do you first touch? When's the first time you hit play and record on an old-school you know, a cassette recorder and yeah. start singing or whatever. I mean, when does that become a part of your life? Well, I was a drummer in high school band. Right on. Pretty, pretty funky. Like marching band? <laughs> I did all of it. Really? But I mean, I'm from a town of, you know, less than a thousand well, then people. Then you had to do all of it. So I had Wait, to. <laughs> so you got to play not only the big giant drum, you got to play yeah. all the drums. Did you get to play the gong? We did have a gong, and yes, I did play that gong. The city had a gong. The that city, is so the city badass. Had because you know what? It, it, the city the, sprung for a gong. My, my band, <laughs> the band at Coon Rapids Senior High, graduating class of 770, there wasn't a fucking gong ever. Yeah, Certainly not yeah. in the school assembly. We had timpanies. We had everything. Nice. Really. Okay. We were pretty well equipped, and I have so to that, say. That's where you came from, yeah. and you come and then, up. And then I got into stage band, which oh, was, you know, what the, is that? where you actually play a kit. Oh. So I learned how to play a drum kit, and then uh, your uh, first. Who was your first drum hero? Oh uh, gosh, my first drum. hero? I mean, like when you were playing, you know, you're like not that you have to copy them or think they're the right. greatest of all time, but there had to be as you were learning more about music, you know, whether it was someone contemporary, someone classic, there had to be someone who you're like, that's fucking cool. I like that yeah. person. Well, of course, I mean, I have to say Keith Moon, but I was nothing even remotely close to Again, being... Again, you can love someone without was, being like them, right? He was absolutely my hero, and still is to yeah. this day. So, well, yeah. And, I mean, Bobby, I just think he's just amazing. Like, his yeah. the musicality is like nothing you can possibly well, and, explain. You and know? percussion's about dynamics, right? And right. so, there's there are a few people in the history of all rock and roll that were more dynamic than Keith Moon. Yeah, yeah. Rick, where are you from? I'm... Uh, from Ohio, Columbus area, but pretty much grew up here. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Um, and so when I hear, you know, you also came to music at some point, fell yeah. in love with music. First musical instrument you ever touched. Ever touched? Yeah. Was uh, like kid's drum set. Okay. You know, little, little kid size, yeah, three-year-old yeah. kid just bashing on stuff. First adult instrument you ever touched Tr- even though you probably were old enough to touch it really yeah started in fifth guy. grade okay and did well with it but never liked it so immediately i was saving up to buy a drum set i wanted to be a drummer right right and then um we moved to iowa my dad worked for uh general mills so we sure. moved down to iowa for a while right and made friends with people with musical instruments i'm like man guitar is really cool yeah so a guy loaned me a les paul and an amp and then I started doing the crazy bounce from cassette deck to cassette deck thing mm-hmm. to make multi-tracks. And I was actually using headphones as a microphone. Wow. Wait a minute. So you were doing multi-tracks with a single one. How did you record over the first track without erasing the second track? I would play along with what I just recorded, mixing as I went. It was just chaotic and crazy and dumb. But <laughs> but also brilliant, oh, right? I, just, I mean, I was bit by it. As a kid, you're like... I just fucking made that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Right? Where were you in Iowa? Cedar Rapids. Okay. Yeah. And um, not much of a music scene there, obviously, but I did have some friends that, like, the guy I borrowed the guitar from was total football jock, right? Stoner kid. Just happened. Jock. Wait, 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 wait. Back it up, back it up, because wait. I live in a very demarked 
a John Hughes universe, all yeah. right? Because stoner kid and football guy were very different in my school <laughs> yeah. and in John Hughes' right. world, all right? right. So this but guy, this guy had it all. I can't even remember his and name. And a guitar. And a guitar. Well, his parents bought it for him. Yeah. He wanted it, but he never wanted to play it. Oh. So I'm like, and I forget his name. Mike, could I borrow your guitar? I don't care. And I didn't give it back to him until I moved back to Minneapolis. So I had, this, I had this thing for like two years. Yeah. And, and he I'm never like, asked for it once. Never asked for it back. And I love that thing. I just played the hell out of was it. Was he a handsome young man? He was a good looking fella. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, I asked well, he was because... one of those guys that was like built to play football. Yeah. But I don't think he wanted to do that. He just but also to go just love smoking weed. Yeah, that was him. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I don't know how you're getting through this, but you're okay. Handsome and lazy yeah. is a very, very popular format if you happen to be born handsome. <laughs> That's yeah. very good stuff. Right. That's key. So what gets you up to Minneapolis and how um, do you two find one another? Well, I moved back here. I went to Brown Institute. Oh, you don't say. I don't say. Well, you did say. I when were you there? When? When were you there? Uh, 82, 83-ish. I was there later. Yeah. Go on. I mean, it was okay. Ninety ninety one. It was not great. No, I, mean, I, I always wanted to do way music. way too expensive for... Yeah. What you got. And it should have been a 30-day program. Yeah. And that right there, I mean, I think they teach you some practical skills there, but they stretch it out, and from what I've heard, they gouge you deeply. Yeah. This guy will never hear this, but the biggest problem with Brown was they would let people in that really, there was zero chance, yeah. zero chance that they, they were going to work. Yeah, so there was this guy. <laughs> I should probably erase this <laughs> later. But I don't think so. I think it's time to be your honest self because I feel like finally this is like inside edition. (laughs) Let's go. This is Mad Dog Matt Danko. (laughs) (laughs) And every time he opened the mic, this is the Mad Dog. You know, and I just, I'd have to leave the room. What he was trying to do is, and he would try to, you know, hip you to his latest music. Oh now, it's the mad dog here well, in the air chair. Hey, pull it down. Hot stacks of wax. <laughs> from, from the top of the racks. I, I was like, I actually did ask him, I said, did you... Did somebody else give you the name Mad Dog, or was yeah. that something you can... Yeah. He's like, no, I, I was just looking for something. No, just coming in. I'll be kind of good. Coming in hot. Come yeah. to me. Ready to- anyway, I digress. Go no, back no, to no. you. We, we will in a second, yeah. but you bring up a fascinating point that I think not only applies to the exciting world of radio, television, <laughs> broadcasting, yeah. but you know, just about anything in life, there are people who can work really hard and overcome a natural like if you don't have the natural gift right i mean we we all work to varying abilities i mean my god this podcast is a perfect case study of that (laughs) but um you know there are also people who are you like every time you see them you're like i don't what you no please yeah i just we're gonna dedicate the rest of this show to mad dog (laughs) so you came up to go to brown is that why you originally came brown and then i ended up going to a couple of radio stations in the end of my radio career I never got fired, but I was hinted that maybe I shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> uh, program, di- program director calls me into his office. He draws a picture on a piece of paper, and it's like an outline of a house and a yard. He goes, uh, Rick, this is, the, this is the house where we work. And um, sometimes it's okay to go out into the yard and play a little bit when Aww. we're on the air. And then he draws like woods way out here. He goes, Rick, you've been heading out into the woods. Yeah, I find you in the woods every day I listen to you. You're just out there and... Where are you? You're in left field somewhere. And anyway, if you can't get this under control, I'm just kind of like, I got to get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. So then I moved back to Minneapolis. And just the other day, I posted a thing. um, I moved back for a girl who broke up with me immediately. Right. Damn. So I I just got played. But I went to work at the Walker Art Center. And I just posted a thing the other day. I saw a piece on Lori Anderson. Right. And I just worked on regular old crew doing security, driving the van, doing whatever. But I would end up at all these shows. And I saw Laurie Anderson. I saw SBK, that noise band from yeah. like Germany. Mm-hmm. And that terrified me. The movies they showed. It, it was should. Like, it was awful. It was like <laughs> necrophilia and weirdness. And all these bands, every night, film, movies, bam, art, 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 art. And I had spent the last two or three years in Iowa, which was like Loverboy, yeah, Mario yes. Speedwagon, yeah, and all journey. that. Yeah. I will not tolerate any negative talk about the wagon on this show. But otherwise, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so I got, I got my little mind blown. And uh, at that point, like, I was able to digest other things and started trying to play in local bands, but nothing really took. And then I was in uh, Sam I Am for a while and then in Bug with uh, John Fields and the gang, and that was all really great. And, right. And then I was doing the studio thing for years. Before we talk about the the cauldron that created 
such an odd and wonderful creation as Intoxicats. We've gone too long without hearing a song. What is the first song that we're going to hear? Well, we've got three up here. You let me know which one you want to play. Let's play Rapture. Okay. Ease everybody in. So this is our cover of Blondie's Rapture. Right. Listen for Amy doing her thing. And the horn part, the horn chart, that is the horn heads. Michael Nelson, Steve Strand, and uh, Kenny Holman. And they played with Prince forever. And now they're out with Corey Wong. Right. I feel like we've lost them forever because they're like playing Europe and Red Rocks and Not Hollywood Bowl. You know what? It's like that girl you lost. She's gone running off having wild adventures. But eventually she's going to come back home and she's going to find you. And she's going to realize that everything I always wanted was always right here at home. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I'm no, just talking about great. your horn we section, man. I'm we talking about the horn section. And I am so happy that they they found some legs with this thing. They're doing really well, and they're amazing. And Michael's an incredible arranger, so check this out.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Where he won't have a hassle with the human race And you hip hop, and you don't stop Just blast off, show shot Cause the man from Mars stopped eating cars And eating bars And now he only eats guitars Get up So if you don't mind, Rick and or Amy, there's something, there's a vibe about that type of music. And I can't, I don't have a degree in music theory. I don't know the magical or the science reasons why. But whether we're talking about Martin Denny or the Intoxicats or Walter Wanderley or whoever, what is it? Is it the vibes? Is it the and I mean the actual vibraphone? Is it? Is it the 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 drum beat? Is it sort of the you know soft cottony gaze over guitars? What is it about that style of music that makes it so mm, like so whatever it is? The escape, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, you you try to like invite people away for a little bit and go, man, last week sucked. Yeah. Let's do this instead for now. This morning wasn't great either. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I, I liked hearing that right there. That was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, the whole exotic, tiki, even the surf thing a little bit grew out of World War II. Right. These guys came back with a lot on their heads. Mm-hmm. and But they had visited all these islands, a lot of those guys in the South Pacific. Theater. Exactly. So they brought some of that home. And some of the uh, artists like Martin Denny, Esquivel, another one. Great. Craziness. Yeah. Um, they all kind of brought in this vibe, which was escapism. Yeah. And that's just that's what it grew out of. Sort of. So, I mean, it's 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 more than even if you've never been, they're able to create sort of this dreamlike sound that harkens to a, a it almost imagined. It's almost better if you haven't been, you're able to dream bigger about it. Right. Right. Well, right. like you were saying with the machete, stay follow my sound. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. 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 You know, so there's a romanticism to it, but there's also escape. I like that very much. Yeah. Before we continue with Rick and Amy uh, from Intoxicats, we are going to talk to Sean Bernard. Sean, do you think there's such a thing as too much ricotta in lasagna? Uh, no. I agree. Yeah. Wholeheartedly. Yeah. Also, yeah. never enough meat either, right? Don't get me oh, wrong. Oh, you're right about that. I'm a pasta guy, but yeah. if I get a bite of lasagna and I get, oh, I'm on a diet right now, which is why I'm fantasizing about lasagna. But um, if I get a bite of lasagna without any meat in it, what's the point? I mean, I can, yeah. eat, wet, I can eat wet bread whenever I want. Yeah. Right? I agree with that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I also wanted to ask you about I your- thought that was it. That was the only- So yeah, pasta is pasta's now, just back- a carrier. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's like- it's like peanut butter toast, one of my favorite breakfasts in the world. Toast is fine, but Peter, peanut butter is proof of God's love. And so, it's true. It's especially just, melty. It's, it's, oh, yeah. hot. And... Don't you just love it? But that, oh, stop talking. <laughs> Why are we doing that, this? That, that chunky shit can go to hell, though. Get, <laughs> get the peanut chunks out of my candy, out of my muffins, and out of my peanut butter. I wanted to talk to you about your other. Profession. You also happen to be a wildly successful local realtor to the stars. How are things in the realty game? 
They're good. You know, it's slowed a little bit. I think uh, the national media has done a wonderful job of scaring the hell out of people. But I just rates are going way, way yeah, up. I just uh, I try to check in with my clients after the sale, actually, to see how they're liking their new place. And I talked to this couple that uh, I've known since the seventies uh, from North Minneapolis, where I grew up originally, and and uh, we moved out. Of, we moved them out of their place a few months ago, and they're into this co-op over in St. Louis Park, and and <laughs> she's great. She's eighty years old, and she's like. What are these people complaining about? You know the six point four percent interest rate. Right. I paid twelve percent back, and you know she's like, they think that's high, and I was just, I just sat and listened to her. I'm like, you're right, you're right. I'm yeah. like, yeah, it's a little slower now, but but it'll pick back up. the The market is stabilizing, is really what's happening. So you're not seeing as many people paying thirty, forty grand over. And as I've said to people, that's a lot of payments that you're not having to make. Right. You know, over over time. Um, so if you know of somebody that's looking to buy or sell, I, I've actually sold to all age groups too. It's funny. I've got a lot of friends whose folks are moving on to that, you know, maybe their last place. Um, and I have people who are downsizing and upsizing and first time buyers. I've had a lot of first time buyers where people are hooking me up with their kids, which makes me feel really old. But uh, mm. if you know of somebody that's looking to buy or sell, 612-859-2594. And I'm uh, donating a portion of every buy and sell to a local musician or full band, uh, just like I did last year. We're keeping that rolling this year, and uh, it's been great. When you talk about getting recommended to the kids, uh, it brings me back <laughs> to the early 2000s. I had uh, only been working at Cities 97 for a couple of years at that point, and we had the alarmists in, and they played yeah. in the next room, and I could see them through the glass window. Had a fantastic time, boom. Yeah. And I saw the keyboardist, you know, pulling out a, a big like notebook kind of thing and a big black sharpie come running over to my studio i'm like that's cool i'll do an autograph and then he walks up he's like man can i get your autograph i'm like absolutely he's like my mom is gonna freak out she's oh a giant gosh. fan of yours nice. i was still young man, yeah, I, man. Know. I, know. I was still <laughs> young all right that's so funny ah uh, but time marches forward yep. we are talking to hey Rick- um let's get back to that nap you took Real quick, I had a roommate years and years and years ago who said, if you always answer the phone like you've just been woken up, yeah. they won't ask anything of you. So we'd be the talking just like this, phone rings, yeah. and you'd go, <clears throat> hello? Hey, what's up? Oh, sorry, man, did I wake you up? No, no, it's cool. It's no, cool. I'm good. <laughs> okay, cool. I won't keep you, but okay, go. <laughs> okay, sorry, go ahead. That's <laughs> brilliant. Now, that was back in the era when people made phone calls still. If my phone rings now... Unless it comes from a number where I'm like, someone's died, there's a 0% yeah. chance yeah. I'm picking up. Uh, <laughs> we're talking to Rick and Amy from Intoxicats. So let's fast forward. You know, one of you from the icy Arctic North, the north mm. of the wall, the other bouncing around the Midwest. You both find yourself in the Twin Cities. How did the two of you meet? Well. <laughs> I mean, both, both, we, I, both either, of our version is fine. No, it's you know? the version. Uh, the, both both of our bands version. were hearsed in the same warehouse. Yeah. Okay. So she was in Cartwheel. I was in cartwheel with Pete Lack. Yep. And uh Pete Rick, Lack. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Who I just was uh chatting with the other day. So I don't we think I knew that story. Yeah. I like yeah. that story. We were, that was my first real live band. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. And then my band, Bug, was rehearsing in the warehouse. It's over where uh, TCF Stadium is now. And mm. uh I would see members of her band. I knew those guys. Hey, oh, hey Pete, hey Bobby, uh Hi, Amy. How's it going? Yeah. And then um, <laughs> over the course of a whole summer, we kind of ran into each other here and there. And then she came out to see us play one night, and she asked me out. Yeah. So Ooh, good I, on you. I did the yeah. asking. Yeah. Love it. Well, and I, 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 you know, don't we live in a modern time? But this was a minute ago, right? I mean, yeah. like when you guys met, oh, yeah. this was a little while back. a little while ago. Yeah, it's a while back. A little while ago. I don't want to yeah. date anyone. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, no, it's yeah. fine. This didn't happen in 2017, right? No, no, no it's this not. Is, this is uh, early mid-90s. Yep. So, holy cowboy. I know. Yeah. Still doing it, huh? Yeah. yeah. Still willing to hang out with each yeah. other. Yeah. Still willing to play crazy surf I know. space I know. future music. I know. Well, that's pretty good. So then going out is one thing, and both being musicians is one thing. But then all of a sudden, at some point, Intoxicats, or whatever the earliest incarnation of that might be, mm-hmm. I mean, when's the first time, aside from sharing other things that no one wants to hear about, keep your private business <laughs> private, okay? No one wants to hear about that. But aside from that, when's the first time the two of you started sharing music or doing music at all in any form together? Well, I'll let Amy tell the good part of the story about how the band got started. Please. But back to my that advertising music background, we were doing 
everything yeah. all through the years. Uh, Jeff Victor, you know who he is? Keyboard player. Oh, great yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. We worked together several hundred commercials, and we would try everything. So we were like, let's do Exotica. Let's do this. Let's try this. Right. And got to know all these incredible musicians in this city and around the country. Right. And at some point, I was like, I got to take advantage of this. Because I started off, like I said, in my bedroom in Iowa, just playing guitar or whatever. But I got to know all these amazing players. Right. And I was like, in my back pocket, I've got this. So fast forward, we ended up owning a house on Kauai for a while. I'm sorry, Kauai in Hawaii? In Hawaii. In Hawaii. You yeah. don't say. I don't say. And <laughs> no, you actually did say. Yeah, did say. And, and part of the deal with that was we got to know some great people, and I'll let Amy take it from there. Oh, well, um, we had, you know, long loved going to Kauai and, and decided to, you know, that it, it, this was, the band actually happened before the house happened. Before Just, you two got together, had either of you ever been to Hawaii, or was this like a mutual, like, no, no we're going to go to Hawaii? No, no we, we, we both, after, after 9-11... Airplane tickets were almost free. Yeah, that's true. So we're like round trip to Honolulu from here, nonstop, hundred and sixty dollars. Do you know oh if gosh. I tried to go round trip nonstop to Chicago right now, it would be over six hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's nuts. It's nuts. Right yeah. Now. So we d- didn't really have designs on it, so we just went ahead and went for it. Yeah, and we're like, this is fun. So, so we just kept going back, and then um, we were visiting. There, there was a rumor of a tiki bar being built, and we'd been watching the progress of that, and it was. Taken forever to get built, but we were pretty excited about it. We found out that it was um, Todd Rundgren's wife, Michelle Rundgren, mm. was going to be the proprietor of this fantastic new place. Right. And um, so we went uh, their opening night, which happened to be, that was Christmas Eve 2014? Yeah, it was like right yeah. after they opened, yeah. And, and they had just opened. We went in. We were all decked out in our tiki finery, yeah. and uh, we walked in and this woman wearing an insane wig shaped like a Christmas tree with lights and everything yes. go on um, <laughs> approached us and said you guys look fantastic can I get my picture taken with you I'm sorry if you get asked <laughs> by the, the woman with the Christmas tree wig that actually lights yeah. up, if I can have a picture with you you're obviously doing something right yeah, yeah. so we were like oh sweet and realized this was Michelle Rundgren yeah. and then uh God, wow. we, we just became fast friends instantly, and uh, she invited us to their house, and we got to sort of hang out with her. And I'm and, sorry, you just went to Michelle Rundgren's house, and, did you? Yeah. you know, and Todd was there. Cool, so. cool. <laughs> Our last four or five Thanksgivings have been at Todd's house. With the Rundgrens. And Todd's an amazing cook. He's a fantastic cook. And I'm sorry, Todd Rundgren? Yeah. Yes. Like that? Yes. Todd ah. Rundgren? Yeah. <laughs> well, luckily, he doesn't really have much of a sway over the American musical history <laughs> Not in the last yeah, 60 so, or 70 know. years. Well, that's pretty cool. So at some point here, the Intoxicats form, but we're going to find out more about that after we hear another song. I could I could literally do this to you all day. I love okay. this kind of conversation, but we have to hear a song. Yes. Let's do Jerry. We're going to do Jerry. And what about Jerry? Jerry is... um. A guy that uh, everybody's got him in their neighborhood. The guy that borrows tools, doesn't bring them back. <laughs> he was at your house, you know, maybe like left the garage door up, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is about a surfboard and Jerry left the shed open and your surfboard is gone. Surfing the brain. 
All right, and what I what I love, I, actually, there's a few things I love about that song. The first one is oh, it pops so the balloon that oh, they're retro surf space bachelor pad band whatever the power pop in there was palpable and delicious and lovely the second thing is that horns do something to a song that make it a song it wasn't before it was a song right and especially those guys i mean wow that i mean but it, it was mixed in perfectly and as you were telling us while we were listening to that that was all recorded separately by every separate section or part over the course of lockdown yeah yeah that's amazing yeah so real quick, we'll just go down the members of the band and what they did. Sure. So Noah Levy's the drummer, and you know he played. I've heard he's played drums with a few a people. Couple before. of folks. Yeah. He's got no. a great future. And pretty pretty yeah. 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 Pretty bright future. for him, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and, and he's just glue. You know, he's just awesome. Yeah. yeah. Inspires everybody, and he is fully set up at his joint, fully mic'd up. Everything's ready to go. And then his son Isaac mm-hmm. Levy plays bass for the band, right? And does a lot of engineering for his dad and stuff too. Right. And he's. He's just incredible. This wonderkind knows yeah. everything. Yeah. And then on lead guitar is Matt Kirkwald, and he's played with a ton of people. He yeah. was in Rocket Club, and mm-hmm. he mixes and, and produces everybody. And we used to work together doing the ad thing. Is Rocket Club Chris Hockey Yeah, as well? I was going to yeah. say, that's Same Chris guy, Hockey. Right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, that's him I know very, very well. Got it. Yeah. And then, um, let's see, we're going down the list. And then uh, his now wife, Sarah Roddy, she sings vocals along with Amy. Mm-hmm. And then Amy it sings the lead on that one. Right. And then Michelle Rungren, she sings vocals too. So we got like this trio up front. Like the devil on the shoulder is Michelle, yeah. Amy in the middle, Sarah's the angel on the right. Oh, she would argue with that. Mm. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then the horn guys, um, we've got uh, Michael Nelson. He does the arrangements and stuff and just incredible really thinks out a lot of those melodies and the crazy, yeah. like that song has those great Mannix chords, great mm-hmm. 70s TV chords. Yep. And then uh, Steve Strand's on trumpet. He's amazing too. And Kenny Holman, to me, embodies the woodwinds that should have always been in this band. Right. We have some stuff where he plays flute on it that's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's yep. the stuff. Right. And then we've got other people that have helped us out along the way. Jeff Victor has helped us with arrangements on keyboards and stuff. And Ryan Lance has kind of like been audio wrangler and a lot of dancing and singing and stuff for mm-hmm. us, too. We're currently kind of in this six-piece version of the band. Right. We're tighter. When we're big, it's like 11, 12 people. Mm. Which, you know, there's only so much pie to go around. You know yeah, that, right? exactly, exactly. We don't always have to have 11 people over for dinner, honey. <laughs> okay? We like not leftovers, not every honey. Day. Yeah, no. We only have one card table, and it's in the garage with the kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Oh, can we talk about our show? Uh, well, I would love to talk about your show. Okay. So that's a good overview of the roster right now. Yeah. So before we talk about the show, we will uh, literally momentarily. Sure. What is ground zero for Intoxicats? If people want to know... What you're dressing like today, who mm-hmm. you're wearing, um, the you know whatever the next upcoming gigs are, wherever the best place to get your music is. What is Intoxicats Ground Zero? Well, uh, best place to find us is probably Facebook and uh, and Instagram. We try to keep those up to date. We were kind of slow coming out of the gate out of COVID. I got you. Yeah, but now we're kind of getting back on it, so that's cool. Yeah. And right. then intoxicats.com, you okay. can get all of your merch needs uh, met. I mean, but you would also and be able uh, to find links like, oh my gosh, you guys, we got a new song up. And you'd yes. be, yeah. mean, yeah. so like the one good ground zero. Talk to me like I'm a four year old who's really good at the internet. And with a <laughs> sweet ass beard. Uh, and, exactly. <laughs> Look, I developed early, Sean. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Now, let me show you the rest of it. Um, <laughs> Intoxicats are performing this coming weekend at Psycho Susie's. Now, Psycho Susie's, yeah. while I would pull up just shy of calling it a full-blown tiki bar, the tiki aesthetic is obviously very powerful there and is the, I would say, the the guiding aesthetic of what it is they do there. You know, you can go in there and just sit down and get a pizza if you want to. Mm-hmm. But if you want to go in there in all of your... Polynesian finery and mm-hmm. and make a tea. I mean, because they have the mugs, they have the drinks, the rum flows freely there at certain times. Yeah. It truly does. And yes. Intoxicats are going to be performing this coming weekend. So we're recording this on what is today? Tuesday, the 27th? Yep. Mm-hmm. 26th? No, 5th. 5th? No, hold on. Something? <laughs> Come on, 26, 26, 26. this Friday at Psycho Susie's out on the patio, right overlooking the river right there, a beautiful spot, it's going to be a great, the weather looks fantastic by the yeah. way, the forecast yeah. looks amazing, uh, and Black Widows are going to be opening, you have a Ooh. big gig coming up at Psycho Susie's, not the first time you've played there, right? No. 
No, no in fact, it was one of the things that helped us form the band. The upstairs at Susie's yeah. is that wonderful yeah. uh, Shangri-La, they call it, right? Yeah. The Shangri-La. And uh, we always wanted to play there. They've been really, really nice to us. Yeah. Kind of gave us carte blanche when we go upstairs to play. Um, yeah, I, they were sort of instigators of putting the band together in the first place. We, we would go there and say, God, wouldn't it be great to play in this space? And they're know? like, let's do it. Let's and go. Then, you know, yeah, years so this, later. This will be like, our... Yeah. Uh, Third show of the summer out on the patio. Lovely. We got rained out last time. Yeah. Um, but this will be really fun. This will be yeah. great. And this that... will be nighttime. So oh. we'll have, we're going to have fancy lights. Oh, perfect. Intoxicants after mo- hours. Moody exactly. and, and exotic. Mm. Intoxicants <laughs> coming up this Hey, Mad Dog, always good to see you, buddy. Always good to see you. But let me remind you, Intoxicats with Black Widows on the patio at Psycho Susie's. And now I need the Martin Denny music in the background. Yes, right yes. Just yeah. to kind of set the tone. Also, this is always an important factor because people don't think about these things. They're like, well, that sounds cool. Sounds vibey. I know that neck of the woods, not too far. I don't get out as much as I used to. Let's start getting out again. And they're like, oh, man, do I got to buy tickets to this fucking thing? It's free. Free. It's Actually free. free. So nobody has to. I mean, if you don't show up and eat or drink, I guess they'll probably let you sit there for a while. But don't be a jerk. Tip the server. All right. If you're, eating, <laughs> if you're eating up some of their space, tip your server. But you literally can go and see really, really mm. good live music. Black Widows we've had on the show yes. before. And... The combo, I mean, they do a little more of a sinister surf thing, yeah. you know, but they're fantastic. They're yeah. very, very cool. They're funny. They're they are. They, I mean, they were, they were fearless on the podcast. Yes. A lot of people come in and they're like nervous or hemming and hawing because they're like, I don't know what this one of my, they were on fire the entire time That's and they great. were fantastic. That's be a fun night. I got to make this happen. Well, yeah. unfortunately, I'm out of town this weekend, so we'll wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <just> whatever it takes. <laughs> You already have a lot of bullets in the chamber and a lot of songs in the catalog. What is it like as we move forward here? Are you? Do you feel creative right now? Are you writing? Are you doing more? Suddenly, we're yeah, back at it. It's, Fabulous. It's like it just happened. Really? No, it yeah. took a while. It took a while for us to feel, I mean, you know. The, well, just like procreating, you know, not everyone's on the same page yeah. at the same <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah. Right? I mean, any what? kind of creation. Yeah. Oh, man. For the, I mean, my mad, wife and I. Mad dog, we got some talking to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, Mad Dog, let me tell you like oh, this. Yeah. If it's not too much trouble, it's my birthday's coming up soon. What a man and a lady love each other very much. <laughs> uh, no, I, but the analogy I was making Those was... <laughs> Sorry. Go to bed, son. <laughs> Go to bed. Um, when uh, you know, when you, I mean, not everyone's always on the same page, but you both sort of bubbled up and are feeling it at the same time. Yeah, yeah. See, that's I mean, cool. I, I'm sort of the primary instigator. Like, I'll yeah. write the basics. Amy's been writing a lot of lyrics lately, and. Um, uh, we just we just wrote one yesterday. Yeah, that we, we're going to try to maybe we're do this try Friday. To do it on, wow, on, at yeah. the show. We'll That's see how new. that goes. But yeah. literally yesterday, like literally Monday, yesterday. yesterday, and you're going to play it on a Friday. Yeah, well, yeah, I think so. Yeah, free man. Band's pretty good, man. Band's pretty good. If you need, well, obviously, yeah. is this one going to be called Brian left his barn door open? No. <laughs> <laughs> He's just checking. Just checking. Because yeah. you know what? I don't need to inflict that on that. Last thing I need is a lawsuit from the intoxicants. Yeah. All right? um, but that's, I mean, that's still a ballsy move. If you need me, you know, sort of just as a prop or a safety measure, I will postpone my going up north this weekend. If you want me to be there to make like bird noises, like oh, Martin yeah. Denny style. Oh, yeah. 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 What do you think of that? Pretty good? Tell you what, I just wrote that one now. I think I I'll work on it. Let me Sweet. grab your inhaler real quick. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, then, then two other two other show things I want to talk about too. Go ahead. So this weekend is also we're playing Friday night, but on Saturday yeah. is an event called the Big Kahuna. Big Kahuna Bash. Bash. Big Kahuna Bash. And that's up in Roseville at Grumpy's, which is closing I mean, after Saturday. This is their big hurrah, right? This I mean, yeah. big hurrah. This will be. This will be the, yeah, and then the Big Kahuna has been going on for four years, and we played it last year, and it's really great. And let's send Grumpy's out with a bang. Yeah. 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 When Grumpy's downtown went away, I understood, because obviously the nature of the world we live in is changing sure. radically. Right. But when I was still enjoying, you know, the drinking lifestyle, not to yeah. too much... But the number of times I would roll in there in midday, because I didn't stay up late, right? I get up very mm, early yeah. in the morning, roll in there in the middle of the day and talk to Ty and have a Jameson and a giant plate of tots and just sit there. I loved it. And so the thought of losing this one, 
I mean, is this it? Is there still one up in like Coon Rapids? There's or one in the northeast. northeast. Oh, okay, yeah. all right. Oh, yeah. that's, that's right. right. There's right. still a grumpy's. <clears throat> but one um, grumpy. Yeah. But I mean, it's depressing. So you've got your show at Psycho Susie's on Friday. Yep. We're talking about the Big Kahuna Bash, which is obviously going to have a very similar vibe going on there. Yeah. And then you, as a band, as a unit, as a collective, are heading off to Points West to show them how it's done. Yeah, the San Diego. The following weekend, next weekend, right. is an event called Tiki Oasis, and it's their 21st or 22nd year. They, yeah. they sort of postponed yeah. because of uh, COVID, what right. they were calling the years. Right. But it's it's essentially the Woodstock of Tiki. Really? Everybody cool goes there. Like three or 4,000 people show up. It's like Tiki Con. You know? Yeah. It's like, that's why. That's yeah. 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 So, and I'm certain, like anywhere you go, you can go to Burning Man, you could go to Comic Con. There are always people who take it to the next level. Yeah. Are there people tikied beyond even what you can oh, tiki? You would be astonished I'm, and no, amazed. I, I, I'm sure I would be amazed. Yeah. My yeah. Mouth it, be everybody agape, goes but, all out. And, yeah. and there are subgroups of people who just wear caftans, people who just wear like <laughs> cabana wear. You know, I mean, there's yeah. like subgroups within the group. <laughs> But and I it, love it. They care, know. you know. I mean, right? They do. Tr- there's they something do. about true believers because yep. none of those people who are wearing their caftans are going to hassle you. They're right. just, they're just living that, their life. That right? We have found is one of the most amazing things about the tiki community in general is there's some drama sometimes, but for the of most course. part, the people are so great. You feel so welcomed and you know just kind of embraced by everybody within that community and, and it's really in, cool in san diego what's it called again tiki what tiki, tiki oasis tiki oasis never heard of it yeah but i'm not surprised the intoxicats are going to be there by the way as Our a collector visit by the way right on well yeah. I, I mean i go out to shows all the time and black t-shirts are sort of my default for whatever i'm wearing on top but i have that beautiful one of yours that has the tiki it has the cat it's a tiki idol but a cat head with the little bubbles coming intoxic cats it makes sense Mm -hmm. your merch is good your music's good your live performance is fantastic um and i wish you well i mean welcome back to the playing world right yeah Yeah. it It feels so good it really does awesome all right well before we wrap things up i want to thank the good people at audio equip want to thank smart start mn i want to thank sean bernard i do too yeah, well, I'm he's pretty myself. great, right? And, and do. And Mad Dog. You know what? You, <laughs> I want to thank Mad Dog for, for every... <laughs> Come for me, I'm Mad Dog. my entire team of attorneys against you guys, sons of bitches. My, soli- my solicitors could write a very strongly worded email. You ruined my future. Yeah. I'm going to slap a small claims lawsuit on you so fast, your head will spin. <laughs> Motherfuckers. <laughs> That was the best piece of That was a great you know, motherfucker. I don't like to, I never like to punch down, but let's be honest. Mad, <laughs> Mad, Mad Dog is a little bitch. Okay. Oh, let's oh no. Clear. I didn't say that. Oh, here it comes. Oh. Bring it. Bring it. Coming for oh. you. Oh, Mad before Dog. we play this last one, the, <laughs> the aforementioned Todd Rundgren is the guitar solo on this song. For real. Yeah. For real. Yes. Wow. I mean, yeah. yeah. I, so I you're not like kidding. I you really do know that. <laughs> well, we don't like to you know, toot our own Todd. Wait, yeah, what? and and we then a, oh, a quick lead up to this one. <laughs> now that, that I've heard, <laughs> that, that <laughs> I don't believe you on this one. I wrote I wrote the entire song in 20 minutes. Yeah, including all the lyrics. Right, and there's celebrity shout outs all over the place. See if you can count them all up. Which one is this? This is Velvet Gorilla. Okay, it's about it's about a guy that kind of loses his way.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.